Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um, the guy whistling to a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. How are you this morning, this evening, this afternoon? I'm good. Thanks for asking. I was asking you, but if you're asking me in your head... I'm just letting you know, man, I'm good. It's uh, it's it's one week in of the school holidays. I've got one week remaining uh, where I don't have to teach uh, students of, um, you know, uh, you know, and my day gig. I'm losing it. I'm losing it out of touring listeners. I'm, uh, I'm spending my days cleaning the house. Man, it's so cathartic cleaning the house. It's great. I love it. What would you do on your holidays, Dave? I cleaned the crap out of my house, man. That's what I did on my holidays. I'm about halfway through. Got the bedroom done, the spare room done. I'm going to tackle the kitchen tomorrow. And then hopefully over the weekend, I'm going to tackle the man cave, Siriani Studios. It needs a little bit of a facelift. I've got everything up. If you've ever been in the Siriani Studios, you know I've got the the collection, which is, you know, featured in the... Um, in the, the photos for the Art of Touring, the promo every week, you know, when it is recorded here. Uh, but I've never taken a photo of the other side of the studio because that is where all of the junk is. So I've got to go through everything, man. Um, I'm a bit of a hoarder. Uh, I, 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 everyone who's a hoarder doesn't think they are. They go, well, I don't have, you know, like rubbish. But like, you know, if I look through some of these boxes, I reckon I'll probably find some stuff I could chuck. Um, I went through my... Uh, my wardrobe and gave some clothes to Goodwill. Goodwill, sorry, op shop. What am I talking about? <laughs> Goodwill's what they call it over in the States. Well, if there's anyone in the States listening, there you go. Goodwill. Where's, there's one for you guys. Um, I gave stuff to the op shop. There was this suit that I gave away. It was like, you know, like when you t- you would used to change the channel. I don't know if it really happens anymore with digital, but with analog, when you change the channel, you'd get that white noise. And this suit had like a white noise pattern to it. It was really kind of gray and black and white, uh, all dotty and stuff. And I think I wore it once for a photo shoot for my first cover band. Um, and since then, it's been in it's been in my closet, and I haven't worn it since. I was like, you know what? might be time to give away that suit. And I would be lying if I didn't check out the op shop today that I gave it to just to see if it was on the shelf yet. They haven't put it out yet. Or it's that cool someone snapped it up. One of the two, I'm not sure. (laughs) This week on the show, I caught up with Travis Dragani, drummer for the Super Jesus. Travis and I had a great chat. Uh, We learn about the time Travis was booked to play a show in the Swiss Alps uh, to a crowd of Swiss that were clearly into doof doof music, but you'll have to keep listening to hear how that gig went down. Art of Touring is brought to you every single week on a Friday. You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or the Google Podcasts app or Spotify. Um, and remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. You can check out all their other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. 
Guys, girls, uh, tell friends about this podcast. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your grandpa, tell your ancient relative you've just met, you've inherited all this coin, you've got nothing else to talk about, you just want to get their money, but before you do, tell them about the podcast. Tell them, oh my God, you should hear the art of touring. It's the best. Just tell everyone about it, because you know what will happen if you tell people about this podcast? You'll have sweet dreams every night. I guarantee it. Good night. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Started getting a little creepy there. Hey, listen, just tell people about it and then it won't be creepy. You'll be having those sweet dreams. Hey, listen, there is some coarse language in this week's episode. So if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to throw on uh, PJ masks. And then once they're dropped off at their piano lessons, throw Art of Turing back on. Now let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. Episode 75 of The Art of Touring is brought to you this week by the Hollis Benton Gallery in Beverly Hills. Are you looking for an art gallery to use as a front for smuggling in cocaine in containers of coffee? Then join the team here at the Hollis Benton Art Gallery in Beverly Hills, where only the most ridiculous art pieces are for sale by our experienced staff, namely Serge. How you are doing today? Hi. I'm fine. My name is Serge, and how can I help you? Um, yeah, I'm looking for Miss Jenny Summers. It's very busy today. Maybe you give me your name? My name is Axel Foley. And uh, what is pertaining? I didn't understand what you said. Pertaining, what it's meaning, regarding. Oh, what's it regarding? I'm an old acquaintance of hers. Donay? One moment. Don't run and tell me, Summers, that uh, Mr. Ahmed Foley is here to no, see. Axel Foley. Axel. Ahmed, Ahwell. Axel. Foley is here to see her. These are all the quints. Don't this is cover this up. It's I'm like sorry. the breast of a dog to scrub for the customer. It's not sexy, it's animal. No, it's not sexy at all. May I offer you something to drink? A wine, a cocktail, a, a espresso? No, I'm fine, thank you. I'll make it to myself right back there with a little lemon twist. It's good. Try it. No, I'm, I'm fine. I see you look at this piece. Yeah, I was wondering how much something like this went for. $130,000. Get the fuck out of here! No, no, I cannot. It's serious because it's a very important piece. Have you ever sold one of these? Sell it yesterday to a collector. Get the fuck out no, of here! I'm serious. I said it myself. <laughs> just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. If you would like to listen on your desktop, you can just Google Art of Touring and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Now, before we hear my interview with Travis, I'd like to share with you a preview of his drumming. Uh, here is a him taking up drumming duties on the Super Jesus's. The Super Jesus's. Can you make Super Jesus plural? The Super Jesus new single, The Impossible. Check it out. Giants going head to head, this mission can't be done. 
There you go. There's a little preview of The Impossible by the Super Jesus. Uh, and now let's get straight into my chat with Travis Dragani, the drummer for the Super Jesus. See you on the other side. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. Uh, it's emanating tonight from Siriani Studios. It wasn't such a, a bad day today. It was a little bit warm. I don't even have a jacket on. Neither does my guest, Travis Dragani, drummer for the Super Jesus. How are you, Travis? I'm good, thanks, fan. Thank you very much for having me here. Yeah, dude. Thanks for fitting me in in your schedule. You're only here for a couple of days, so yeah, yeah. very cool of you to come on over to the uh, the man cave. Yeah, no, I dig it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a few collectibles behind us. We, we might even take a photo with one or two of them later Definitely. on. Definitely. We'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Travis, let's um, tell me a story, mate. Where are you, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, I'm from Adelaide. Uh, grew up in a, a suburb called Edwardstown, which is between the city and the beach. If you know Adelaide, the beach is not far from the city. It's about 10 k's. Yeah. So, sort of halfway between. Um, yeah, so grew up there and went to high school not far from there. Uh, primary school was right around the corner. We used to ride our bikes. Um, it stayed in the, whole, the same house I was in with my parents until I moved to Melbourne. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, just one of those one house kind of families, you know, we didn't move around. Not too much. Yeah, you were just in yeah. the one spot. That's it, yeah. yeah didn't go yeah. anywhere. We only moved once when I was a kid. Yep. We were in Greensy, like, I think until I was eight, and then we, my folks moved to research and they're still there. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. It's interesting to hear sometimes I've had guests on and they're like, we moved here, we moved there, we moved there. And we're like, Every, far out, yeah, man. It's that's it, yeah. very much a nomadic lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I've got mates who've done that. You know, they've yeah. done the whole bit everywhere. But mm. um, the first big move I made was when I left Adelaide and, and moved to Melbourne. Like, if you're going to do it, do it properly. Yeah, <laughs> right. Go into state, man. <laughs> <laughs> you moved, yep. not, not around the corner. Not, not the next suburb. Yeah, that's yeah. it. We're going to different postcode, different different state. Yeah. Away you go. Um, but no, that was cool. You know, went to the same high school school um uh just with the same bunch of mates we sort mm-hmm. of went from primary school to high school together yeah um that was good man I, I enjoyed it you know all played sport together yeah a uh, couple of them were musos that i ended up sort of jamming with but um mm-hmm. mainly mainly sport uh at primary school and high school was yeah. like your your main like um friend friendship group it was all around the sports kind of realm yeah it was i was kind of at, at primary school i was the only guy really playing an instrument because my dad was a drummer so I, I you know I had sticks in my hands since I was a kid so oh okay um, so at home there was always that kind of the yeah. drums were a big deal really yeah they were yeah, yeah, yeah I, right. I, I can't remember not having having a drum kit of my own right you know, I've, I've got I always, dad always had who actually had my first kit specially made because I didn't make junior kits back then you know they, you can buy them now you can get them for, on eBay you buy a junior kit a little kit but sure back then he went into uh it was John Reynolds, which is the equivalent of Billy Hyde's in Melbourne. Okay. Back then, and he used to shop there and whatever. And, and they'd made up a special little kit that he brought home that was my sort of first oh kit God. that I bashed around on. Sat on a milk crate. Yes. And, um, you know, and had this little, I think they converted like a floor tom to a kick drum and, and they no mounted way. a rack tom on it and that was it, yeah. That was it? Yeah, that's it. That was my first kit. And oh, man. The, actual, the tuning lugs were like, I, I don't even know what it was. It was, they had wing nuts. It was, yeah. they, they just botched something up for me, yeah. 
Right, yeah. and so you, you're looking up to dad, like, oh, I want to play drums as well, and he could see that you were keen. He's like, you know what, I'm going to get him a custom kit. How's that for my first kit? It was a custom job. That's <laughs> <laughs> so setting Set the benchmark. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, should we get your next kit? Yeah, I'm wanting to get another custom kit. No, yeah, no, no, that's no, not how no, it works. <laughs> You've outgrown the custom kit, now you just get a stock standard. That is fantastic. Yeah, I actually never thought of it that way until right now that yeah. I had a custom kit. It's like, yeah. There you go. So there's there's one photo floating around that I think Mum has on her Facebook of me on the crate playing the kit in the backyard and my feet didn't touch the ground. I'm just bashing away on it, but I think I was about three, maybe. Yeah, that's something perfect. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, there was always always drums around. I mean, it wasn't the the whole focus of everything around the house, but um, mm, that mm. was always a drum, and that's all I knew. You know, Dad yeah went to work during the day, and then on the weekends he went out and played in played. bands. And then back when then I couldn't, you know, you couldn't differentiate if he was going to a rehearsal or a band. You just knew Dad was going out. And mm. doing the band stuff, mm. I get, my my kids are now the same. Oh, you, what are you doing tonight? I'm in the band. Oh, okay, cool. You know, they don't know if you're going to rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. They just know yeah. you're going out and hitting drums. Hitting, hitting drums. <laughs> yeah, hitting making music. Hard. Yeah, far out. But and, yeah, so that you know, that was cool. It was always around. And so you your know, dad just, played in bands. Was was he um, like into original bands or cover bands? What what was what was his um, career like? Nah, he was always in cover bands, and he still is today. Like, but he yeah. was always he. Gigged heaps, you know. He was always played with some cool cats, and um, um, yeah, like he's still playing guys. You know, he's playing with guys out of Master Brennan's now and that sort of stuff. And yeah, the Twilights, right. and um, yeah, Dad's a bit of a hustler. You know, if he, if he can get a gig, he'll put a band together. He just knows heaps of people, all the yeah. old dudes, and he'll just you know snap his fingers and have a gig and a band for this weekend. And he'll put it together. Yeah, you know, like the guys from hotels ring him up and say, like, "Oh, we need this going on." Dad's got it sorted, you know. <laughs> and that's how he always worked, you know. He's yeah. always in different bands growing up, and I'd go and, you know, he'd sneak me into gigs, and or mum would come down and take us to the pub, and I'd sit behind his kit and, for a set or two, and then mm. go home and go to bed, whatever. That's cool, man. Until I was old enough, you know, like I learned, you know, I think the first tune I actually ever rehearsed and played with his band at rehearsal was uh, Walk of Life, Die Straits, maybe. I'm oh. pretty sure I was hustled down and learned that one. Right. Mind you, before that, I've been playing along to his records, you know, ZZ Top and Iron Maiden and mm-hmm. like, all that cool stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But one of the bands he was playing in obviously didn't play those tunes out sure. and about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, I think Walk of Life, Die Straight. So, yeah, hustled down and, and got that Is one. That nailed. Jump on the kit, son. Yeah, right. I didn't have a rehearsal. Like, I've, I yeah. remember being super nervous. I remember rehearsal. It was on Goodwood Road at a church he was rehearsing at. Yeah. They used to somehow score. You know, when you scored rehearsal rooms anywhere that was cheap, not just a, a rehearsal. Now you've got rehearsal joints everywhere. Yes. They would just hustle a schoolroom or somewhere and rehearse, you know. Oh, because they weren't as um, prevalent back then. No, that's it. You didn't have rehearsal places that had seven or eight rooms you know, with a huh. coke machine so they would know someone who had a room right. somewhere at a school they you know my primary school they'd hide the room there you know that sort of thing so i think i didn't one was, even know that was even part of the culture that's amazing yeah i don't, I don't yeah I, that's incredible yeah there was never like big, there was one on henley beach road in adelaide but yeah not so many there's heaps now they're, now, every, they're everywhere. everywhere yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i've, I've never not known um like 
I mean, no, to, to be fair, my, my first bands growing up, we would just rehearse in the garage. Yeah. And then we graduated yeah. to like, my folks actually built a studio like what we're sitting in right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we would rehearse in there. But then when I moved out of my folks' place, we eventually, um, yeah, I discovered these rehearsal room spaces. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck is this yeah. shit? <laughs> I remember the- Why are we paying to be here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just go back to mum's. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And we get fed. <laughs> exactly. Like, she'll, she'll walk in and go, you boys eating? Yeah, no, no you need to eat. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Shout out to Mum. Yeah. Thanks for feeding all the bands yeah. all the way through my twenties. You look I too skinny. It. You need to eat. Come here. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, there you but go. I do remember the first time I went into a proper rehearsal room like that. We were yeah. in high school, and uh, I had my high school band. It must have been year nine. Um, and we went to Derringers in, in Adelaide, and it was like just a rehearsal room. We thought like. Man, we're going in, and like this is it. So we somehow they hooked up some mics to record our rehearsal, and we thought it was like the biggest thing ever. Like we had yeah. a couple of original tunes by then. Just this is skipping ahead, but sure, but um, sure. our high school band we had a few original tunes, and we yeah. jammed them over and we recorded them. Like wow, man, and we record had a cassette. We would dub the cassette for each, each of us, and it sounded like shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. I've still got it at home, man. Yeah, and, uh, man. Made it, and the guitarist was good with artwork, so he just. Botched up some artwork on the cassette. We will have like a Maxell 90 tape with our four tracks on it. You know? Perfect. And I was like, wow, man. It's a re- but it was just a rehearsal room, you know. Yeah. But it was cool. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'd graduated from the... Actually, we used to rehearse in his garage because his parents had this big shed and a shitty shed at the back, which we turned into the band room. So, right. Yeah, that was our joint during weekends and school holidays and stuff, yeah. What was the yeah. band called? It was called Outlawed. Outlawed. <laughs> L-A-W-E-D, Outlawed, yeah. Yeah, like Outlaws. Nice. And we had the logo. And, you know, everyone yeah. does. You have your logo. That's a, you got to get your logo sorted first, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you sell shit like a T-shirt, you got to have a logo. You have a logo. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Mum and dad will buy a T-shirt. My brother. You yeah. know, my neighbor. <laughs> Outlawed. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, badass. I, I love the, the, the first band names. I always, I always get a good kick out of them, uh, you know. It's great. Yeah. And sometimes I'll ask, you know, oh, what was the first band called? Sometimes I'll get... I don't remember. Yeah. Man, how oh, could you not remember that? Yeah, man. Either they never actually got past the geek, like the rehearsal phase, or they yeah. never bothered getting a name. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's nice when when they when you know the story does end up to being yes, we were called this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I uh, love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, before I mean, in primary school, like I said, there wasn't many musos, but there was one another kid um, who was into Kiss before he played guitar and I was obviously into Kiss by then mm-hmm. um, and he had a guitar and we sort of started hanging out and we just jammed drums and guitar and it was just the beginning and he would just write we wouldn't play any covers he would just write stuff and not even think about what we're doing we'd just play together sure so I wasn't we weren't playing Kiss songs even though we're both massive fans we just he would write stuff and we'd kind of piece it together and think oh this is kind of like a song you know yeah. he didn't sing but we were just writing stuff and that's yeah. where it sort of all started you know my, that was in my parents actually the spare room in the house like a Saturday afternoon mm. um, yeah stuff like that it's, it's good man. I, you know yeah, reminiscing's cool, good, man. It is, man. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> he don't do that often. And I see, you know, yeah. I see, I see that guy every now and then at gigs, and he has been some cool band since. Mm. Bumped him from the other street the other day in Hindley Street. Hey, go, man! Like you know, uh, we do them just quick chat and catch up. It's like, sure. Yeah, those, those guys you play with early on, man. Yeah, yeah, it's good vibe. It's and pretty I, cool. I just see him doing some cool stuff, and I have bought his band CDs, and they're great, man. Like he's done some really cool shit. Oh, that's yeah. a cool thing. It's great when yeah, you you do have those memories from, you know, childhood 
childhood or, or teenage years where you know you're playing with musicians sometimes they don't pick up the instrument again after yep. they leave school other times like you said they do and they you know they continue the um the tradition which is a cool thing man <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah man and then um so was this, that that band that I we had outlawed? Yeah, the bass player after year twelve we we didn't talk at all. And so the, the funny thing that band was so that this was the the makeup of the band. Me and the bass player, bass player and I, sorry, were into like Testament Slayer, Exodus, Metallica. It was the th- we were the thrash guys. Yeah, the singer and the guitarist were the Motley Crue. Um, Black Crows, Tesla. So that was so. This More was a split the split in the band, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah the rock so stuff. we would write tunes, but then when yeah. we got to doing covers, all right, well, we'll do one of your covers, and then we'll do one of our covers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, man. It's like, all right, <laughs> it was cool. We took a vote. It was all good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like otherwise there'd be no band, you know. So we've got to, and that was cool because I didn't know, you know, he was. Tom was into the Black Crows. I'm like, man, these guys are cool. And so, I mean, I love the Black Crows now. Yeah. Everyone does. Yeah. But I hadn't heard of him. That Shake Your Money Make record. Like, he had that when it first came out. I'm like, this is cool. And it just reminded me of Rod Stewart, like, in my dad's records. I went, sure. I know this kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always yeah. interesting where it's like a balancing act between musicians when you're first kind of finding your feet in a band. Like, I've got, um, I, I take on a, a, a junior rock band in, in, in my um, work life at the moment. Yep. And, um, the the kids in that class there's like there's like two year nines they're two they're two guitarists yep and then there's a bass player and a drummer they're both in year seven and um they're all like in the like Kiss and that's Metallica cool. and yeah. you know Queen and all this stuff. So good. And of course, you know, none of them sing. No. I've got this little year seven girl as the singer. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know Kiss. She's never yeah. heard of Queen yeah. or Metallica or yeah. any of this stuff. Yeah. And so the boys are like, let's do I was made for loving you, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. And Shani is there going, Oh, um, what's that song? And we yeah. get out our phones, check it out, it's this, yeah. you know, trying to get him into it. Yeah. Uh, she's such a good sport, but sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, man, we really should do some Rihanna or something yeah, for gotta, her. You, you, know? you have to juggle it, yeah. My son's, my son's in the, um, he's in the year five rock, he's only in year three, he's in the year five rock band. Sure. And so he came home the other day and he had a tune, this new tune he's learning. He said, oh, Dad, the teacher said, I need to write a drum part for it. Mm. So, okay, cool, what is it? And it was like, sounded like something off of Glee. I didn't say anything. I thought, you know, that's what they're doing. I said, you know, you got to play what they everyone can, you know, play along with. And, exactly. And yeah. I said, it's no good him rocking in there going, I want to play Anthrax. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Which he would happily do. But I said, buddy, you've got to, you know, everyone's got to play their, you know, what to their capabilities and, and what mm. everyone's happy with. So Yeah, if, if you yeah. can't all play together, then yeah, it's exactly. no point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you need to choose something that everyone can play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. getting them to understand that sometimes is really hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. But we all went through it. It's like... Exactly, you know, you we all went through it, Start stopping your foot when no one wants to play with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never forget um, my, my brother. I really looked up to my, brother, my older brother, Paul, because he was a bass player. Yep. And he was always in the band. In, in high school and I distinctly remember him rehearsing um, uh, Sunshine of Your Love by Cream. Oh yeah, cool. And you know, dun, 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 dun. every every yeah. time I hear that song, it just transports me back Fact, yeah. to being a little kid watching my older brother just jam out to that song yep. with his mates in the in the rehearsal space at school. And um, I guess that's the beautiful thing about music; it, it can take you back to yeah. fucking you know when you're a little kid. Yeah, of course it does. Man. You know, yeah. it brings back those memories. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like the whole with the Kiss thing. They're coming out obviously again. Yes. But um, when they came the first time to Australia, I was four and I'm too young to go. But mm. I've got a scrapbook where I cut out all the clippings from the newspaper of the time and put right. it in, in the scrapbook. And then I yeah. drew my own Kiss pictures. But I've got this big scrapbook and I'm like, man, I was four. I mean, I'm yeah. 40, 43. That's thirty nine years ago. I was, Digging kiss, you know. Like, that man. is cool, man. I think, wow, you know. I saw the, last time I came, I took my son and he had the makeup on. I went, yeah, man, it's cool. Just pass, <laughs> yeah. Passing the baton down, passing the torch. Yeah, 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 that's a cool thing. Man. Yeah. yeah so, is, man. um, you're in high school. You're playing in um, Outlawed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Outlawed yeah. band. Uh, where did that kind of kind of go? Did you, did you end up playing like you know friends' parties and stuff, or school events? What kind of stuff were you doing nah, with those guys? We we didn't do. There was wasn't that sort of much stuff like that happening at school. But friends would come around on the weekends and hang out and listen, and that was kind of our little oh, gigs. And stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I said, when high school finished, I didn't see the bass player for a long time. Okay. Not for, for actually haven't made contact until only recently. Yeah. Um, I sort of went out of high school and I started work at the drum. Oh, actually, leading up to working in the drum shop, I won a Play Like Lars competition. Oh. Um, so I was, I mean, how old was I? Maybe year, actually, about year nine, so whatever that is, 13... 15. Fifth, yeah, something like 14, that. 14, 15 uh, years old when you're in year nine. Yeah, I think it's different in Melbourne. Slight, oh. Slightly younger in Adelaide. Oh, maybe younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Around then, anyway. Around that time, So yeah. it was a play, because the Black Album came out, it was huge. <sighs> and I, we were all in the Metallica, you know. And it was a play like Lars thing, and I played Sad But True, but the guys I was playing against were in Adelaide bands that I really dug, like Kickstart, and all these older dudes and like, these right. were slamming drummers. I thought, oh, I'll give it a crack, but these guys are going to wipe the floor with me. Anyway, sure. it, long story short, I won that. Um, and then the drum was put on by John Reynolds' drum shop. And I, so I went in there, so I, I needed work experience for school. Said, yeah, yeah, cool, come and do that. And yeah. then at the end, like, do you want a weekend job? Got a weekend job working there. Oh, that's the dream. Yeah, of course it is, man. That is amazing. Go to school during the week and then weekends working in the drum shop. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, dude. I'm, I'm living the dream. Hundred <laughs> percent, yeah, man. Yeah. So, you know, wow. every drummer in town came through there. So I was meeting all these people and whatever. And by the time yeah. I started gigging, it just sort of all it all started happening. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, out of high school, and I so I was working. So you were working there for three years. I was working four there. Years yeah, even. I was working there part time at school. Yeah, and at the end of year twelve, I ended up getting a full time gig there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, what happened then? So that's oh, a couple of one of the customers used to come in as a bass player, hang out and talk talk shit and whatever. Sure, yeah. His drummer was going away. These are all older guys, and then he said, oh, "Do you want to come and play? Uh, we need a drummer." Yeah. Blah blah. blah. But it was like a funk band, and I wasn't a big funk. I thought, yeah, oh, I'll come and do it, man. Whatever, yeah, just whatever, give yeah. It, yeah. So I got introduced to like Prince, James Brown, Ohio players, yes. funkadelic Parliament. I'm like, oh, nice. This stuff is slamming. So yeah, I've got you know been metal, you know, all, my, all that cool stuff that yeah. I loved, and now I'm like finding this new world of like, oh wow, I mean, just playing the slamming at home, you know. Yeah, so, that's cool. And then that that band started gigging. Um, so old mate never came back. You actually got the gig. Well, he did come. He ended up coming back, but I, I sort of settled in, and, and it just you know flowed from there. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he 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 ran another music store with his with his dad, um, and so I don't know if he wanted the gig back, but I I just sort of I don't know made it my own. I guess yeah. You stayed in the band, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was playing with these older guys, and I was you know um, 
we had a, ended up with a residency, a Monday night residency. I mean, where do you get that anymore? Monday we, night? We, we had that for years. Wow. It was the coolest gig in town on a Monday. It was probably the only gig in town. <laughs> in my day. Yeah. 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 Used to come, like, all our mates would come down and say, and by the end of the night, there'd be like 17 people on stage. Like, the whole parliament thing, you know, FIFA, yeah. we just get it right up, singers, and everyone we knew. Yeah. It was good fun. But, um, yeah, so that was, that was for a few years. Um, what was that band called? That was called Head Funk. Head Funk? Yeah, yeah. That's sick. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Head Funk, that's good play on Yeah, words. the first show we did was Positive Nuisance, which was, I think, George Clinton from P-Funk had called Prince a Positive Nuisance, and one of the guys was a massive Prince fan, so we used that, and yeah. it got changed to Head Funk. I don't know how that happened. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Yes, that was, and we ended up, that was the first time I sort of ever went away with a gig as well. Like we, you know, not on tour, but, you know, we jumped in a van and drove to a country gig and then- More of a regional show kind of thing. Yeah, and our mates jumped in the van. I I still wasn't 18 by then, I don't think. Um just playing in these in these pubs and stuff. Oh, so you actually graduated um, school before you turned eighteen? Yeah, that's how young you were. Yeah, yeah. So year twelve in Adelaide, you, you were seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So I was on because you're only on. Yeah, turned oh, eighteen after high school. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Adelaide's changed now because uh, in Adelaide you never could go to. Uh, it was uh, primary school to year seven, then high school in year eight. So now they've just changed it last year. High school starts in year seven, and they've shifted everything. Oh, to more of the national well, kind of national, standard. Yeah. Yeah, South Australia was yeah. the only state that was different, and I think it's where all... it had primary school all the way to year seven, essentially, yeah. and then high school was at year eight. That's it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. That isn't such a bad idea. Uh, I reckon there'd be some yeah. kids that would be really benefited with that in my school. That's for sure. Because yeah. <laughs> when they get to year eight in my school, they they've got such big heads on their shoulders. <laughs> It'd be nice if they were the little kids just one more year. Yeah, yeah. Where there was enough more big fish to keep <laughs> yeah. them, you know, yeah, yeah. In, in check. Jeez. So you're, you're all your students, you're a high school teacher. Yeah. Yeah, I do the high school thing, mm. um, and. Uh, yeah, I teach from um, Year 7. Um, well, I can teach from Year 7 to Year 12. Yep. But my load changes every year. So this year yep. I've got eight sevens and 8s and 12s. But ironically, I actually am not teaching um, senior music. I'm only teaching junior music this year. The, oh, okay. the, the Year 12s I'm doing is a, like a VCAL class, which is more of the applied learning type stuff. Okay. Yeah, so um, you know, sometimes um, in the teaching game you, you just kind of get put – wherever they need you yep. that year. And it looks like for the next foreseeable future, at, at that school at least, um, that's pretty much going to be my yeah. my spot. So, Because, yeah. Um, yeah, like in the past we've had like heaps and heaps of musos. Yep. And so there's been a big music program. So yep. I've, I've just had all music classes, yep. which has been great. Yeah. Whereas um, the last few years it's just kind of dwindled. Okay. And there's not as many musos. Well, that's surprising. So, you know, I'm trying my best, like, you yeah. know, starting up little like bands at this, you know, set in the junior yep. years to try to build it up. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. to hopefully say, oh, look, this is a cool thing. You should choose it when you get to the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the big school, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the senior campus. But, yeah. you know, we'll see if that pays off in the next few years. I guess it goes, yeah. you know, peaks and troughs. And, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There might be two years, three years, might be an influx. There might be a new. I don't know. When you breed a yes. Well, if these young guys that are in year seven, you know, stick with it and they can, you know, convince some of their mates to, to join in, then hopefully yeah, well, there'll, there'll be a few more, yeah. you know, people to play music at the school. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go. And so um, you're playing in Head Funk, um, you're doing regional shows, and you're still working at the drum store. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yep. And yeah, where, where, where does your path lead after that? Uh, so Head Funk led to a whole bunch of different cover bands in Adelaide. Um, 
ended up playing with some of the dudes my dad was playing with. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it was just all the cover scene, and it was it was flat out. Because um, you were always the younger guy at this point, like in Head Funk, they were all much. older than yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the other bands I joined, I was I was always the youngest guy in the band. Um, yes. What life. was that like? I didn't I didn't really think much about it. It was cool. The, yeah. The guys. Just treating me like one of the guys. You one know. of the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it never crossed my mind. Oh man, these guys were older. You know, played with some great players who were. Yeah, yeah. Um, just you know, sucking it all in. I guess you know, just take everything in. And, Did you know, any of them ever like fuck with you a bit? Like try to tell you stuff that wasn't true just to see how you'd react. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, no, I didn't get the whole apprentice. Kind no, of, nothing kind like of that. Treatment. No, no. Oh man. <laughs> no. Well, that's that's good at least. Yeah, no. you were always an equal, which is yeah, great. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, they, they would have been very tempting. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'd probably have a crack at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. now. <laughs> see if we can mess with Travis. We'll see if we can. So, um, you got to unload by yourself. Yeah, uh, a, and we'll do the next gig. Yeah, so this is your turn. This, yeah. And then the next gig, it'll be my turn. And yeah, then you show up to the next gig. Yeah, uh, about that. It's actually your that. turn again. Yeah. <laughs> Doing it in groups of threes, you know, you yeah, do yeah, three yeah, you and three, then yeah. <laughs> so if if your son does become a muser, maybe you could try that <laughs> trick on. <laughs> I've already got him sus. Like if I take, we play in Adelaide. He comes down and he helps unpack the drums, and he's all mm. over it. Like gets up there and you know mucks around and you know doing the roadie thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's right into it. He loves it. And um, so, he, I mean, yeah, you probably this is like the third generation now of drummers in your family. Yeah. That's yeah. weird, man. Uh, my dad loved so, it, so he played. My son played in the high school cabaret band the other week for his school, and yeah. mum and dad came down and and I thought that's pretty cool, you know. Dad's watching grandson play in the high school band, and yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, I was proud. Dad's proud. Hundred like, yeah. percent. Yeah, you yeah. know, I should start like a trio band of three drummers. Three drummers. <laughs> yeah, man, it's heaps of work for that man. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> my phone's ringing now. The agents. Yeah, they're yeah, all I'm over just it. Say, my phone went <laughs> off before. That's yeah, what it was. They're three drummers. If I knew yeah. anyone with three three drummers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. multi generational band. That's it, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna lock it in. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, well, I mean, we, you said Kiss were coming back. I'm sure you guys could open for them. It would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be right. Up. Three drummers, why not? You yeah, know? yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, man. So, like, so after the doing the cover thing in Adelaide, and I ended up um, yeah, doing covers over in Dubai. Oh, really? Uh, the Hard Rock. Oh, wow. Um, went over there on a contract. I think it was only about four months, but that was like six nights a week. Huh. Um, long gigs, like four sets and yeah. long, four long sets. But, you know, that's all you were doing, really. So you had the whole day to chill, go to the beach or whatever. Sure, you know? yeah. Um, and then from there I went to Indonesia for about nine months, doing mm-hmm. the same sort of thing, covers mm. and whatever. Mm. Um, and I was, was playing to a click, so I was, you know, getting really chops up. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah. that was good fun. Yeah. Um, I was with a good bunch of guys. I mean, you're playing covers, at least, you know, keep in sight – it's it's hard to keep playing six nights a week covers, but the same yeah, songs, yeah, yeah. yeah. Excuse me, um, were they all Australian lads as well and ladies? Or? Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, you know, great singers and and and, uh, and good musos and just good cool people to hang with. Mm. But then we got I got back to Adelaide and then um, I ended up getting a my brother was over in Melbourne working for Fearless Sports and. He said, do you want to come to Melbourne? We just got married. So I got back from overseas. We got married. 
um, and he said, do you want to come to Melbourne and work for Melbourne Footy Club? Huh. Open up their new store, you know, the Demon Store, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I right. Mean, yeah, why not? We just got very, we're going to have kids straight away. Let's go to Melbourne. Sure. At, for two years, yeah. which ended up being like nine, nearly ten years. Hmm. Um, I got over here and then I thought, oh, I need a gig. Um, I was in Dixon's in Brunswick Street, I reckon it was. It was a Dixon. Is it still a Dixon's in Brunswick, Brunswick Street? Yeah, Dixon's. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Dixon's I, recycled. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so went to the pinup board and <clears throat> this <clears throat> this uh, ad said, oh, you know, we, we played with support of Gurgitator, Powderfinger, blah, 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 blah. Um, looking for a drummer. Well, huh. That sounds cool. Yeah. Blah, blah. Pulled the, the, uh, the tag off, rang up, and uh, the guy answered the phone was Matt. Oh, Matt sounds familiar, man. I went, Matt, Matt Persick? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Travis Triani. So Matt's stepdad was my drum teacher in Adelaide. Huh. Because um, I was learning, also, I've been, all this time I was having drum lessons. So I was learning from Ray Timms in Adelaide, at John Reynolds upstairs where I was working. Yes. So his stepson, Matt, had moved to Melbourne with um, mate of his, Jesse, who I had jammed with years ago, just once. Mm. But nothing ever came of it. The only ad I pulled off was the one that I knew these two guys in Melbourne. I said, "Man, I said, what are you, what's going on? We need a drummer. Cool, done. You know, it was like that." And so, it what, was are the, just, what are the chances of that? I know, two Adelaide guys looking for a drummer. Adelaide, you know, bloke rings up. That's it, man. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, wrote a bunch of tunes, and then our first gig in Melbourne was at Tote. I went, "Man, cool! First gig in Melbourne's the Tote." I think. I um, mean, you know, this is pretty cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that band, what was that band called? Oh, the Project. The Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So went through a couple of bass players. Um, we were together for a while. Put mm. out a couple of EPs in Melbourne. Yep. Um, and then that changed. What did we change our name to? White Montana. Huh. Uh, guitarist. Yeah, Matt. So Matt left. Got another guitarist. Oh, it's a little haze now. I'm just trying to remember it all. Quite, um, quite a few lineup changes no, with that band. No, it wasn't even, no, it's weird that, that, so their second lineup lasted for a while. Oh, and then, so, after, yeah, we'd done a few gigs, we in Sydney and stuff, and, sure, yeah. and came back, and then um, a band we had played with, we're looking for a drummer, but I saw the ad in uh, Beat, is it Beat? Or yeah, Beat Magazine. Beat, yeah. We have both down here. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So they had ads in the back of Beat. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Um, the, so that band was uh, Mater. Oh, um, Mater, yeah, I remember that band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you played with them. So, yeah, so then out of the project, I ended up with Mater. Sure. Um, that was like, that was, I want to say like late 90s, early noughties? Nah, that was... This is about 2003, I reckon. Oh, okay, yeah, early Fourth. 90s. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah made it, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing yep. that name a lot in um, in Beat Magazine. Yeah. Yeah, gigging yeah. here, gigging there. Duke of Windsor, yeah, all those sort those of kind jokes. of spots. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah nice. Those, some, some rocking gigs, man. Like, yeah. You know, good fun, good fun. Good and fun, Mater had a pretty um, pretty big following there for a while as yeah. well. Yeah, it was good. I think. Those guys, you guys even had like, uh, did you get airplay on the Jays as well? I think. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if it was a Jays. One of the songs got used for one of the AFL Grand Final campaigns. I oh, think. Right. Okay. The, the Jays may have. I came in after some of the singles had been recorded. Okay. Um, cool. Cam McGlinchey played on the first bunch of tunes. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we did just you know did, did some cool tours. Um, mm. Played with the Jets. 
Doc Neeson, Angels and stuff. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So, so with that, that with that success, you were able to get some like pretty cool support spots. And, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. You know, kind yeah. of um, do some do some road shows. Yeah. So that's that's when I started going up and down the coasts. Yeah. Um, um, not like up, you know, a couple of two maybe two three years after being in Melbourne, sort mm. of up and down. In shitty vans and, and no sleep and no yeah. hotel rooms. What are we doing tonight? Up oh, drive. <laughs> Just sleeping in the van yeah, no, or... That, 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 that kind of stuff, you know, Canberra and whatever. I remember getting... Fuck, we played... Um, What was the joint in Canberra called? The Green Room. Ah, oh, they had a place called The Green Room in Canberra as yeah. well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was The Green Room. Yeah, we yeah. had a green room down in Melbourne, but yeah, I mean, fuck. Was that the one that was downstairs? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, just off Flinders Street. That's right, yeah, we played yeah, there. Yeah, The Green Room. Yeah, oh, yeah. in Melbourne as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there but you go. I reckon there was... There the, may have been a green room up in, in Canberra as well. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. Anyway, whatever joint it was, we had, it was a good gig. Yeah. And then about three or four in the morning the dude who books a gig comes to the hotel because it was just fucking chaos <laughs> um, you guys need to leave <laughs> the hotel was cool <laughs> you know it's a classic fucking rock and roll story you know oh but were you being too loud or something <clears throat> in the yeah, hotel yeah, room it was, it was chaos oh yeah, really there was, there was more than the, there was more I think more than the amount of people allocated yeah, for the room yeah, yeah, was yeah. in the room yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it, was a, it was maybe the next morning he came in he had to pay a, he had to Pay a, a like a fine or a bill or something extra. Sure, you guys, you guys need to go. Eh? Wow, <laughs> that was fun. We just laughed about it. You know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, shit, man. That was good. So it made it was a great fun band, man. Like you know, Gretches rocking, slamming. Yeah, yeah, good fun up and down the coast a bit. Nice. Um, and then we made it, and we went to Europe twice. Oh, nice! Not for massive tours, just a couple of shows because both the boys' brothers were uh, Swiss-born. Okay, um, so we had a place to stay and hang out. And, oh, how good's and that? Passports over there, so yeah. Um, we finished mixing one of the record, the the album that came out over there, and it came out on a, a Swiss label. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's cool, some cool shows over there. It was like you know, first time I'd ever played in the snow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that I mean, would have been an interesting environment to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got this nightclub. I remember we got this one nightclub in the snow. Like, this is that nightclub we can't play. And I just set up, you'll be cool. It's all good. Sure. As soon as we started playing, the crowd just did a flip and they were right into the rock. And it's like, oh, yeah. how good is that? <laughs> yeah. Because that could have gone either way. Yeah, it could have been Especially disastrous, man. <laughs> Swiss Alps, was yeah. it? Far out. Yeah, yeah be, you'd think they'd be right into like the doof doof and all that. Yeah, well, that's, it was like that. And we're like, are you sure in the right joint? One of those. <laughs> Bob's <laughs> Country Bunker. Exactly, <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> exact spot on, man. <laughs> it was like that. And then it's like started another cool. I right into it. And yes. Then all good. And then we finished. And the DJ went back on. They were like, back into it. Like, back it was into so they just, it's like, where are we, man? <laughs> they don't give a shit. As long as it's loud yeah, it. and they're yeah, drinking, yeah. they're having a good time. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Dude, man. wouldn't it be yeah. amazing if Melbourne fucking audiences were that changeable versatile. you yeah. know and, and that yep. versatile Man. because I, the amount of times I've been in a, a rock and roll show and there's like half the audience most of the dudes yeah. got their arms crossed you yeah, know yeah. They, they're giving you the devil stare it's <laughs> like yeah I've seen this a million times mate show me I, I can't do myself in my bedroom yep. and you're like fuck man why'd you even bother coming out yeah, it's you a, know yeah. whereas in European um, audience I hear they just go mental yeah they love it yeah you know yeah there you go it, like, even like so you know we rocked up at, at 
skipping ahead, you know, places where people don't really know the band, but they, ah, oh, it's good, man. They dig it and they yeah. read it. You know, go to the merch stand, they buy your shit. And it's like, yeah. That's a yeah, cool it's, thing. It's man. different over there, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's it is, good fun. It is supportive over there, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And you, you can do, like, I mean, not that I have, but I mean, from what I've, all the cats that I've, I've interviewed um, over the last year and a half, the, the one thing that I, is the takeaway for me for the European tours is that, you know, you can hit up so many countries in such mm. a little amount of time. Yeah. Because everything's so close together. Yeah. Whereas in Australia, yeah, to get to the next bloody city, eight hour drive, eight hour, nine, Six twelve hour, hour drive. Yeah. You yeah. know, by the time you get there, you're fucked. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then you got to put on a rock and roll show. Yeah, that's it. forget yeah. about it. So Mate. much easier over there. Yeah, you can wake up three hour drive next town. People yeah. wake up. Yeah. Because when you see those posters, you know, of the Aussie bands going over there and it's like Stockholm and then yeah. Germany and Italy yeah. and France and Sweden, da, 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 da. Yeah. you're like, how are they going to do they? this? Yeah, yeah. And then you realise, oh, yeah, you can do that. It's, yeah. It's, it's actually fucking three really Three-hour drive, four-hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. yeah. It's crazy, man. <laughs> Still burns you out, though, but it's good fun. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, no, nah, I mean, I've been overseas a few times. Um, uh, once I, I did a gig um, in the Caribbean. Yep. Um, for a four month stint, uh, kind oh, of nice. similar to your your um, your cover band yep. gigs you were doing in Indonesia and um, Dubai, um, this th- that was uh, for Club Med yep. um, at the resort there, and it's basically similar vibe. You have to play, you know, six out of the seven nights a week. Yep. Um, you know, forty five. I know it was an hour set. Yep. And then that was it. Yeah. The rest of the time you had to yourself. 23 hours of what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, lounge by the pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> When's food been served yeah. again? Oh, another five minutes. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I might have a fit in another drink before I go to get yeah. some food, you know? Yeah. That sounds like a cool gig, man. Oh, it's great. It yeah. was a great gig. I, I really want to do it again, but um, I've got to wait until the, the little the little ones are a bit older. Yeah. It's, yeah you know, can't yeah. cut them around the world and... Until yeah. they can actually remember it. Yeah. You know. But Until they can restring your guitar. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Dad's breaking a string, <laughs> Cordy. Come and give us a hand. <laughs> oh, shit. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. And so, um, so, yeah, and so you're playing with Mater over there in Europe, um, and then eventually you come home, I'm assuming? Yeah, so after, got, after the second trip we did over there, I came back, moved to Adelaide, mm-hmm. back to Adelaide, because our two years had blown out to nine. Not that it was... Not that it was we had a timeline, but, you know, we sort of put that on it. Yeah. Um, went back to Adelaide. Um, and I was coming back over to Melbourne quite a bit. Um, uh, so I, in, I've skipped a whole bit here, but I was playing with a band as well called Six Hours. Right. Um, <clears throat> who I – how did I get that gig? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I ended up – I was playing with Mike Tramp from White Lion. Okay. Um, we did a, a, some Indonesian shows. Um how did I get that? Oh, so Jay, who played drums with, oh, man, I can't remember. He used to work at Wick, which used to be called something before that. The Dane Centre. That's right. So, yeah, Jay used to work there. He was a drummer. He was played with Mike. Couldn't do the tour. I ended up with that gig. Mm. Um, and then Mike knew the guys in six hours were looking for a drummer, played with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back to Adelaide. What did I do, man? <laughs> Uh, oh, so no, so through the guys in in six hours, Paul he was f- he's friends with Bruce Kulick from Kiss, <clears throat> so I ended up playing drums on a couple of his tours over here. Kept coming back over, right? Um, did a couple of Bruce's tours, um, and then uh, in so I was in Adelaide, and I had so I started a couple of original bands, Hills and Trains, mm. like a, a Rooty kind of thing. Um, another band, Angels of Gung Ho. 
which is still going now. Hmm. Um, like, uh, we're all sort of in different bands. So that kind of, we play once a year, you know, it's a big uh. annual gig. Now it's like that. Before, where we started, we were playing regularly, but we all sort of moved on. Sure, Another yeah. Another band, Emergency Rule. Um, and then, um, uh, how did I end? Oh, so then we ended up, oh, pieces all together. You've been um, in so many bands, mate. It's yeah, hard to remember. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. Oh, so we ended up doing a, a Kiss. The first Kiss record was turning 40. Um, so the guys from Six Hours Pool was organising that sort of gig. Yes. And uh, I played, so in that lineup was Tim Henwood and Dave Leslie, I think. Oh, yeah, yep. both uh, Art of Touring alumni. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, and so long story short, sort of, Hit it off with Tim a bit. Um, yeah. My band, Angels of Gung Ho in Adelaide, ended up supporting Super Jesus on their uh, first gig after their 10 year break at the Gov. Right. Um, actually, both my bands, six hours I was in, and Angels of Gung Ho both played before the Super Jesus show. Sure, yeah. Um, and then ended up doing this Kiss 40th anniversary gig at Cherry with Tim. Mm. Um, and then Tim bought. Palace of the King to Adelaide a couple of times and mm. lined up some gigs with those guys. Then their drum was leaving. Um, and the smartest thing to do living in Adelaide is join a Melbourne band, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I did. <laughs> yeah. So you joined Palace of the King? Yeah. So I joined Palace. Oh, right. I in, so I joined Palace after Anthony left, which was after their first album. Okay. Um, so then, yeah, I did Palace for. Oh, three years. We did a couple of European tours. Yeah. Um, yeah those boys are always doing something. Yeah, work so hard, busy. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. Tim's not yeah. like he's – that's not his only gig. He's doing Mate. so many other shows uh, and whether gigs. Whether it be Starfish or, you know, filling in for Electric Mary or, you know, or producing or whatever he does. Yeah. You know, he's, or, he's, or doing uh, musicals as well. Oh, yeah, of course, man. That, um, as well as that, yeah. Then, yeah, uh, yeah. He's a very busy boy. I'm sure he does. He's, I'm sure he's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be, man. <laughs> absolutely yeah. crazy. He works like super, Bloody hard. super hard, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, hats off to him for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Palace, we did a couple of European tours. And where did – oh, hang on, before that. <laughs> Shit. So then before that, I ended up doing a whole bunch of Baby Animals gigs. Um, oh, as well. Mick, Mick Skelton had a pretty serious car accident when he oh. was doing Thirsty Merc. Um, and their manager actually got killed in the accident. Mick uh, was out of action for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and so, because I'd done the kissing with Lezo, he got in touch with it. The manager called me and said, can you do these, I think it was initially like two or three gigs and it sort of blew out a bit. Yeah. Um, so, did a whole bunch of baby animal stuff, then Palace. Mm. Um, and so, after three years of Palace, like back and forth from Adelaide and... It's pretty hectic. So you actually yeah. still lived in still Adelaide lived for in those Adelaide. three years, man. Yeah, that and was, whenever they were gigging, you I just went to where they out. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're flying out of Adelaide out. and and um, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, no, man. Tell you about it. that's insane. <laughs> and you had you started your family at this point? Yeah, yeah. So I'd uh, I'd had yeah the twins and Isaac. Yeah, Holy so they, they, shit! They, three kids, day job, um, <laughs> and flying out of Adelaide doing Palace on. Some crazy runs, you know, like wow, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, and, and a run of shows, and then and then get back to Melbourne, so everyone else would go home. Then I'd fly back to Adelaide, <laughs> and then go to work, and like, yeah, man, like I'm pretty good at juggling. That is amazing. <laughs> that is very, very impressive. 
Yeah, it was, I mean, ah. great band. I had fun playing. Yeah, they're know. a great band. Yeah, yeah. good fun, man. Um, but that's, uh, you know, I got three years of that. It's like, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm sort of, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, was, you did your tenure, was, that's for sure. I was sure. 17, it'd be perfect, man. You know? Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I went through a, not the same, but a similar experience. I, I, I started a family. Um, and uh, I, I joined a touring band. Yeah. You know, at the same time. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> but it always happens that oh. way. I moved back to Adelaide. Yeah. And then I think uh, Venom had left Electric Mary. Right. And Russell rings up, like, dude, I'm in Adelaide. And I just moved, I just literally moved back and, like, I wasn't yeah. going to do it. I just waited. A while until I did something stupid like join Palace. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> yeah, going to yeah, do it yeah, straight yeah. off the bat. It's like, straight away. But it's all, it, it happened. As soon as I got back to Adelaide, mm. all these phone calls, like, maybe I should have left Melbourne. No, no, I left Melbourne for a reason. Like, you know, you've got to stick with your original decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the yeah, same thing as you, man. Like, same yeah, thing yeah. happened to me. Yeah. Like, um, I'd, I've been slogging it out for um, 10 years with, with my first band. Um, the pass outs. I've got the the record there. Oh wow, nice. And um uh we we'd we'd released our album and yep. you know, just slugging it out in, in the Melbourne scene. We yep. did one show in Sydney and that was it. Like I never yep. really understood the logistics of taking a band on the road. Yeah. Um that was a very alien concept to me. Yep. Um and then uh yeah, we were just doing this show and we, we got a, a band to support us and, and they had this singer and he was kind of phoning it in. I was like, What's going on here? Why is he He's not really pu- putting it in, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It was clear yep. that he wasn't really a member. Yeah, I uh, approached the guys and, and they're like, "Oh, we're actually looking for someone." And, and you know, long story short, I joined that band. And yep. um, yeah, for, for the big, bigger part of, of my, my the early years of, of my twins growing up, every school holidays I was on the road. Yeah, you know, mm, and yeah. this wasn't even with a big band. This was yeah, just this a band is- that was just trying to cut their teeth, but yeah. they were keen. Yeah, and they wanted to, you know, play different shows yep. in different towns. Yep, and I was like, well, yeah, I'd love to do that. I've never done that before yep. i've also uh, never had kids before <laughs> <laughs> why not do it at the same and time <laughs> that's a fucking great idea siriani not so much Ding, Ding. Bulb. <laughs> yeah. so you know yeah not as crazy as doing it as well as living in a different town but still yeah i, I, I empathize I get it, man. I yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but you know up. if you don't you've just got to do it well, yeah, you, you know, yeah, yeah, musos, we're wired a little bit differently, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, luckily, I've got a very, very, very understanding missus. So, thank you, Danielle. Yeah. I so, love you very much. So, so do I, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, Friday afternoon finishing working on a plane and not seeing you till Monday. Are you, are you cool with the kids? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's a big yeah. ask, but. Oh, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah you gotta, no, it's you a cool the thing. Right, yeah, it is. You have the right person. Yeah, it's good. Oh, man. Mm. Um, and so um, you finish up with um, Palace of the King. Um, you think, yeah, this is three years, ten years over, still living in Adelaide. Um, and um, where to from there? Uh, I think while I was still near the end of Palace, I, yeah. had, I got asked to do one run with um, Super Jesus. Sure. Um, because... Uh, so that all came about because Ruddy had played in one of the Kiss things we did. So we, I mean, Adelaide, you know, we all know each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Paulie, the drummer, was living in the st- is living in the states still. Okay. Um, couldn't come back for this runner shows. It was the hotter than hell tour. Oh, the hotter um, than hell stuff. Yeah, 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 one, yeah, one, yeah. Maybe the second one that went round. Yeah, with like Jebediah and yeah, it was like us, Jebediah, Killing Heidi. Yep. Uh, 
28 days we're on a couple of them mm. um, that sort of line up yeah. yeah yeah yeah. so I did, did one of those and thought nothing you know just a run of shows and, it, and then uh, <clears throat> another phone call I can do some more shows and it just sort of that and then that was part of leaving Palace too because I was in Super Jesus were based in Adelaide sure and I'm thinking okay so ah oh, okay I've got a band in my hometown man. yes like, I don't have to fly to rehearsal <laughs> fly to rehearsal wow yeah I was when we were recording the, the record the palace record I was flying, flying over here and we were riding so I was you know were you doing the pre-pro at Studio 1B uh, which one's that in um, it's not Coburg most most Melbourne bands do their pre-production at Studio One B with Dave Warner. You weren't oh, there. Oh, okay, no, no, no. The Palace no. stuff would we just were writing and rehearsing sometimes at, at Wick, and then um, oh, at Wick, okay. And then the bass player was teaching at a primary school in Altona. Is that down here, Geelong Way? Hmm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah so yeah. we'd go and rehearse down there, yeah. and that's where Tim had his the studio we worked at was down that way too. Oh, so okay, that makes sense. I was flying in. Driving down, rehearsing, yes. writing tunes, trying, yeah, yeah. flying back to Adelaide, and then there, you know, and then probably fly back into a Sunday cover gig. I don't know what stuff like that. I was, you know, yeah. off doing that sort of and stuff. And so man. when this opportunity came up with Super Jesus saying, "Oh, this is going to be in my own town, and I have to fly to rehearsals," yeah, um, where do I sign up? Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, it took me along. It was. It was yeah. It wasn't that quick. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but yeah. it was yeah, yeah. eventually of course, that, that's yeah, what that, that that sort became of, your yeah, reality. Of course it did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, oh, and, that's cool, and man. And the kids were getting older as well. And like, you, yeah. know, you don't want to miss stuff. Yeah, um, it's important. Yeah, so, um, and that's how it happened, you know. Um, yeah. Um, and then I did, we did a couple of more runs with the Super Jesus and then, um, the 20th anniversary of the first album was coming up, which was going to ah. be like a 25 or 6 run of gigs uh 25 gigs in a row yes um so yeah that's uh, that was the october when was that october last year 18 yeah oh 2018 yeah, yeah. yeah so, nice so since since that first uh hotter than hell thing i think andy from living in did a couple of shows but i've done most of it since then it's, now i'm just you know part of the furniture part of the furniture yeah man yeah, yeah wow and, the and you're enjoying the furniture's it in adelaide so it's good i mean yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm loving it man love yeah. it yeah, yeah you know yeah. uh it's good like um i've known ruddy for a while and jay guitarist is man real pisses like laugh man We're good for, <laughs> we have fun you know <laughs> well yeah. it's good it's important to be able to get along with the guys that you're playing yeah. your music with and yeah. traveling with and that yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. sarah lives in melbourne so you know okay she'll fly into town to adelaide and we'll um Build out some rehearsals and then go on the road. I mean, we have fun. We will just talk shit and give each other shit and yeah, nice. normal man, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, Ruddy's got. Uh, we'll talk before Ruddy's got uh, twins as well, so we all do the dad thing about the, the kids, the and kids and the twins. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's good. Like we play in town in Adelaide. All the kids come along and they all run amok together. And oh, it's, that's it's, cute, man. Yeah, yeah, far out. So it's that's good fun. But um, yeah, it's always yeah. nice. Like I've, I've played a. a couple of shows I mean obviously I do the acoustic covers thing so yep. my twins can come along to the cafes and stuff when I do that yeah. that's good though yeah it's like, yeah, they see I, dad you know it's not just a daggy yeah. thing that he you know gets out the guitar at home and plays in the backyard yeah. sometimes you're actually performing to people as yeah. well and yeah. they can see that context you yeah. know yeah. but um, yeah it's great when the kids can come along yeah yeah there you go I, did, I mean I did it in between all that I still do the cover stuff in Adelaide and I do um Duo stuff like small little drum kit with a mate of mine, Dusty plays guitar. Sure, yeah. Um, so the kids come along to that, and you know they 
they, they get into it like the same as yours. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Ah, that's what that does, you know. Um, yeah. I noticed as well that you did, because um, you mentioned there was a Kiss um, tribute that you did in Adelaide, but there was one you did at the corner as well? Yes. Yeah, so we've, um, so uh, that was know, three months ago, maybe, the Dynasty record. Turned. Dynasty, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what's, so being the Kiss nerds we are, every album kind of turns 40. Mm-hmm. So we started with the first one, which was at Cherry. Yep. And then we did that one in Adelaide again Yeah. Uh, at the same time. And I think the next one, I did the next one, and then I was away with Palace for a couple of them. Um, sure. So Danny Leo, who was in King of the North. Oh, Danny Leo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did them with, with them. He played, drum, he played drums. Um and he got to sing Beth. Not that I can sing, and Danny can sing. So, oh, perfect. He, he, he did Beth um, um, when they did that one. Yeah. Um, so we kind of done every record turning forty, and it was Dynasty this year. Yeah. Um, so it's just a bit of fun, you know. We'll, oh, they're yeah. great, aren't they? The yeah. tribute nights. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just did um, the. 25th anniversary for Pearl Jam's Vitalogy. Oh, cool. And we put it on at the corner. Yep, nice. Um, and it was just a ripper night, yeah. you know, because um, that's m- like Pearl Jam was more my uh, time when I was growing up. Yep. So that, that's the stuff that I feel comfortable that I could, you know, tr- tribute. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so we did that. And because and we had such a good time, the guys in the band were like, Let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it again, Dave. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you know how long this takes to organise? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like, all right, let's do it again. Yeah. You know? So we're like, well, there's not another album turning 25. We have to wait. Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah. What are we going to do? They're like, let's just do a greatest hit show. I'm like, all right, let's do a greatest hit show. I'm pretending yeah. like it took a long time to convince me. It yeah. really did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's stuff you love playing you grew up on, it's like, I'm exactly. done. I'm sold. I'm, I'm sold, sold yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It hits that nostalgia button, huh? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. far out, man. <laughs> well, my dad does the Credence show in Adelaide. He loves it. You know, they, yeah, they, right. Not all the time. They play say four or five times a year, mm-hmm. um, and they're pretty polished, man. I go along and check it out. I go, wow, man, they're pretty slick. You know, that's cool. You know, my dad loves that stuff. So you know, it's good fun for him. Yeah, yeah. That's nice, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> there you go. Well, um, well, let's um, let's touch on a little bit of the stuff that you're doing at the moment. Right now, the Super mm-hmm. Jesus uh, are on tour, aren't they? Yes, uh, we've in between our own shows, we've got a whole bunch of festivals. We just we put a um, a single out which came out. Uh, what's the date? Um, maybe last Friday or the Friday before, mm-hmm. which is the first new song the band's done in quite a few years. Yep. So we just sort of knuckled down, and it, it came pretty quick, man. Like it was just a couple of tough riffs, and Sarah just had lyrics, and it just all sort of gelled. Nice. Um, Actually tracked it in one day. The whole lot tracked in one day in Adelaide. Perfect. She, she flew over. Yeah. Um, nailed it. Had shot the clip in one night, and mm. you know just did all ourselves. And um, but it sounded really good, man. So it's it's kind of uh, it's like inspired. It's like I'm work on a record. Yeah, nice. Know? And there's other stuff in the pipeline, other tunes. So mm-hmm. um, that's the plan. You know. Yeah. Um, but this run of shows has been good. We played a joint in. Perth called Badlands Bar, which I'd never heard of. I've never heard of that. Great joint, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah very. I've cool. never even gotten over to Perth. It's the one place in okay. Australia I've never been. So yeah, yeah, no, it's very, it was it, a good vibe. Yeah, man. Yeah, nice. crowd was going off. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had been a long day because our flight got cancelled out of Adelaide. Oh at, man, at midday. So the next flight we could get out was at like six, six o'clock or something like that. And yeah. you still made the gig. Yeah, it was a, it was a later gig. Um, we landed at about eight 
30. Yeah. Um, and Violetine have been on the road with us who come out of retirement. Um, we talked them out of retirement. Um, yeah. And um, they've got, sorry, they've got Andy from Living M playing drums. Mm. Um, for these shows, so I said, Andy, we're not going to be there. Just set the kit up. You know, we say play a similar kit. They set it all up. We rolled in. It was all good. Did the show. Perfect. And it was, luckily, it was, a, it was an amazing gig. Crowd was really good because we were so tired from just hanging around the airport for right. six hours in Adelaide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> if, if we had to go on home, you know, going back, not going to happen. No, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was cool. Uh, good show. Played the Gov last week playing. Uh, tomorrow's uh, Melbourne show Max Watts oh Max there. Watts yeah, yep, yep, that'll be and nice Sydney on Saturday beautiful um, tonight we did the Mang- Mangrook footy show mm. which was awesome um, it's going to be on SBS yeah, yeah yeah. I think they have the, the NITV and the SBS apparently gets replayed like three or four times during the week oh nice yeah so that was check cool. Check that out. Yeah. And so, and, you know, Ruddy and I being footy fans and from Adelaide, it was cool. Like, you, you, we watch it. So you get over there. Oh, right. You get yeah, over yeah, there and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. man, we're here, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess the guys in Melbourne, it's, it's, it's happens in their backyard. But being from Adelaide, it's like, wow, this is a cool we're here, thing. Man. So we've got a photo up on the, the uh, bench where they all talk. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like, like real tourists, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Full into it. Yeah. You're not like, this is just our gig, man. Who cares? It's yeah, not a big deal. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, this is yeah. the best. That's it. Yeah, exactly what it was like, man. Yeah. That was cool. Oh, that is cool. So we've got a bunch of shows, and then we've got a, a few festivals up in Queensland for the rest of the year. Oh, what festivals are you going to be on? Um, Caloundra. Oh, yeah, Caloundra, yeah. One yep. of them, and then... That looks good, man. That's a cool festival. Oh, that I wish I festival. could spend the four days there, man. Yeah. Like the lineup. I mean, MPG are playing Prince's Van. Like, uh, oh, they're, they're, wow. not the, they're not on the same day we're on, so right. we're, fl- we're sort of flying out. Stay in. on or, or yeah, get early. Or there's whatever. some kick-ass bands on there. Even the day, I mean, the day we're on is pretty cool. Resin Dog to playing, which I haven't seen in for years, so that'd mm, be cool. Mm. Uh, be it Baby Animals playing. Um, Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Cat Empire on the same day as us. That'd yeah. be a good day. Out of that, it's cool to hang. Yeah, most um, definitely. Yeah, but then yeah, I saw wow. the MPG. I'm like, oh, please, 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 please. But no, not on our day. <laughs> and, you get, and you won't be able to um, hang on to see I've, them. Or I've got a show. That I think I've got a gig in Adelaide the night before, and I think we, I think our sh- we're playing the Sunday fly home on the Monday. Yeah, so. Around. That's it. Good <laughs> luck, man. Maybe next time. Yeah, yeah that's it. So, yeah. Um, and then at Early Beach, we're doing a festival. That I'm not sure what. what yeah, the Early is. Beach Festival. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, that looks beautiful. That gig. Yeah. yeah, they have like a um a competition for young bands to to get on the bill, similar to Queen's oh, cool. Cliff, where they do yep. like a, a busking thing, and then like you know if you win that busking thing, then you you get to play a set on the main stage, you know, yep. the following year or whatever. So I think they cool. have that kind of initiative for Early Beach Festival as well. But um, you see the lineup, and you're like, man, that looks like a fun weekend, yeah. you know, yeah. especially if you're not from that area, you could go up there and have a weekend and, and hang, yeah. hang out. Oh man, yeah. that sounds sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you'll have a great time, dude. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, hundred percent. And then. This week we just found out we're going to Brazil for def only just like one gig or definitely maybe two. We're only, we're only there for like four days, five days. Yeah, it was just a random thing. Sarah just popped up. Is everyone cool to go to Brazil? I'm like, yeah, yeah. what for? She goes, oh, there's one show, uh, maybe two. I'm like, yeah, Brazil. I haven't been to Brazil. Why not? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's in uh, in November. Yeah, it was cool, man. <laughs> and, you, and you don't know, you don't know any more information other than uh, that you'll be in Brazil. It's uh, a guy has a um, 
it's on his birthday and he has a big festival for it. So it's like a private thing. It's not a, it's oh. not a, not a and um, I think the gurus have been there and right. you and I have been over there to do it previously. Okay, previously. So he gets, he he's, gets he's, these Aussie he's, bands. He's an expat Aussie guy. Right. Um, but he lives in Brazil. Yeah. He's like, I want these bands to come over. So he must be coined, he coined. must be coined up, man. Like, it must be pimped. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so, I, I want to hear the stories about that gig when you come back. Yeah, that so, sounds like an amazing night. His show is the, his show is the Saturday, and I think it's uh, he tries to talk up a Thursday, which it looks like it might happen. So yeah, uh, yeah, two shows in Brazil for Dude. five days. I'm like, yeah, man. I don't sign think we're gonna. Up. I don't think we're gonna be able to top that, mate. That's a great way to finish. Oh my god! Well, if yeah. you want to um, uh, follow uh, Travis's journey um, with the Super Jesus. They've all got they've got all the socials, yep. Super Jesus on Facebook, yep. Instagram, yeah, YouTube, Spotify, yep. all that fun stuff. Yeah, um, check out um, superjesus.com for tour dates. Would that be about yes, right? Yes, it is. A, yeah, or top, sure. .com .au. Yep. Just Google exactly. Super Jesus. Yeah, you'll be man. able to find it. Yep. Um, and um, oh, now of all the bands that you've been in. Yep. Okay. Um, before we we um, wrap up, I usually play like a little snippet so people can hear. You know, a bit of a preview of the of the person they've been listening yeah, to cool. in their you know car or wherever they are. Yep. Um, is there any track that kind of you know features you on the drums um, that you think you know we could kind of share with the other touring listeners? Just a little preview of um, it. I'll play the new Super Jesus one. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, it's got a massive drum sound. I'm super happy with. So. Beautiful. Yeah. What was the name of that one? The again? Impossible. The Impossible. Okay, yep. sweet. We, we will we will have heard a little bit of the Impossible by the Super Jesus prior to this cool. interview. Awesome, dude. Well, there you go. I'll um, I'll see you on the road somewhere, man. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming Th- in. No, thanks for having me, man. Cheers, dude. Ciao. Cheers. And that is a wrap, Sizzlers. Episode seventy-five. All done. Twenty-five to go, and we're in. We're in triple digits. We're in. I'm going to do episode 100 in 25 episodes. Time crazy. Thanks for listening. If you did enjoy this episode, give the podcast a share on social media. Use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast. If you are a first-time listener to the show, I would love it if you came back each week and kept on listening. I do have a new guest each week, uh, so you are more than welcome to join the Art of Touring family by becoming a regular listener. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you would like to come on the show if you are a touring musician, a performer or a wrestler, please hit me up or send me a message on Instagram at artoftouringpodcast. You can listen to Art of Turing on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. If you have enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to get out your smartphone and leave a review. Hit five stars and um, that would be rad. You know, it helps the algorithm. It gets the podcast up into more people's ears. So please do that. Now let's get into some plugs. On Saturday, October 26th, the Passouts will be performing their second gig of the year at the Matthew Flinders Hotel alongside Queensland rockers Red Star Born, local legends Torrential Thrill and Eat the Damn Orange. You can grab your tickets on the door. Uh, come down for a night of raucous rock and roll that's on october the 26th 
That's all from me this week. Before I do I do go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Travis Dragani from the Super Jesus. Be sure to follow their social media profiles to keep up to date with all their upcoming shows and tour dates and releases. Um, and that's all from me this week. That's all I got. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Tune in next time for another episode of The Art of Touring with a Sizz Dog. Oh, oh, oh. And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by the Hollis Benton Art Gallery, where Sarge can fix you a cocktail with a little lemon twist. <laughs> <laughs>